Welcome everybody to a brand new podcast here on the Rogue Opinion Speed. My name is Scott McLeod, and as if I wasn't on enough podcasts and didn't have a, and didn't have to plug enough shit at the end of everything I do, I've decided to start a brand new podcast, whether or not Rogue Opinions actually wanted me to or not. This is No Rogues Barred. I've had this idea for a couple of weeks now, at least, uh, where I wanted just to give you the people who listen to Rogue Opinions, whether you've been listening to this for just a little while, whether you've been listening to this from the very start two years ago. Like, let's give you guys a bit of insight into the actual people at Rogue Opinions. Let's find out the things we haven't really talked about. Let's delve into some subjects we maybe referenced before in the past, or let's just all have a chat and get to know everybody, and maybe at the end we'll all be better friends for it. Or maybe we'll all hate each other, and this will signal the very end of Rogue Opinions. Who knows? We'll take it as we as it comes. And for the first episode of No Rogues Bard, I've got... I want to say the man really behind or at the top of Rogue Opinions, but we'll, we'll delve into that as we get into this podcast. He is another member of the A-team at certain points in time, one of my most hated enemies. He is Nathan Greenaway. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. How are you Hi. feeling today? Yeah, I'm pretty good. It's it's warm today. <laughs> uh, well, warm for warm for the UK, which is to yeah. say not warm anywhere else. But we are weak. The slightest bit of heat wipes us out. Uh, but for everyone's audio pleasure, I've shut my window. So <laughs> you better be grateful. <laughs> Man of the people, Nathan Greenery there. <laughs> I do, I do agree with you about the weather. You know, I'd like, I'd like to say it's unseasonably hot here for for Scotland at twenty one degrees today at time recording. And you think it's yeah, but it's the end of June. It's not unseasonably warm. Well, it's it's not everywhere else, but for Scotland, that is. We're only used to two days of sun a year, and then that's our lot. We've we far exceeded our total for the year. We have, and I I live in live in Wales now, so and uh, yeah, it's it's does nothing but rain here recently, and now out of nowhere, sunshine. Hmm. There you go. I also didn't realise you lived in Wales. Maybe you've mentioned it before, and I just wasn't listening. I moved not long ago, so uh, yeah, but having a good time here. You seem to you seem to move a lot, like because weren't you? You said you're. You were born in Essex, but then you lived in Newcastle for a while, didn't you? I lived in Newcastle for a bit. And yeah, uh, yeah I lived in Brighton for a short stay uh, as well. And then I moved to Newcastle, and now I live here. Are you, are you secretly a serial killer, Nathan? You just pop in for a bit and then disappear without a trace to kill again? Pretty much. <laughs> uh, pretty much, yeah. They will make a movie about me one day. This is how it starts, you know, they're going to play the audio of this clip at the first of a four-part series, much like those Ted Bundy tapes that they had on Netflix a few years ago. It's <laughs> a good idea. He got away with it for many years until a, a random podcast that only a few people listen yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh, well. yeah. it'll, just be, it'll just be me like, yeah, I always knew Nathan and there was something a bit odd about Nathan. Instead of reporting it, you decided to make a podcast first. Mm. <laughs> Good idea. Uh, but Nathan, let's let's get into some of the things I want to ask you. What's some of the things I want to you know, get to know more about you and help help the people who listen to our glorious podcast uh, get to know you a bit better. And the first question, I want you to take me back. 
years ago, Nathan. Put me in that mindset of a young Nathan Greenaway and tell me about the first time you ever saw Blade. Oh, first time I ever saw Blade. Uh, It's a good question. I bought a copy of Blade as a young man uh, on VHS from a boot sale. Uh, for those that don't know what a boot sale is, if you don't live in the UK, it's essentially a farmer's field that gets rented out on the weekend and people drive their cars there full of tat that they don't want, kind of line it up in like a market stall fashion, and then you just go around and buy shit. So there was a boot sale near where I used to live called Lazy Bones Boot Sale. And it was called that because instead of at 6am, which is when boot sales usually start, it started at like 11 And uh, so I went down there and someone sent a VHS VHSs, if you guys remember what a VHS tape is. It's like a DVD, but uh, <laughs> shaped like a house brick. Nathan, there'll be people listening to this who don't even know what a DVD is. Okay, it's like a... Um... Oh, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> like a brick, but you put it into a thing called a VHS player. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah, I bought a VHS of Blade. Uh, as a young boy, shouldn't have been allowed to, but there's no rules at boot sales because I was definitely not 18. And and yeah, then I watched Blade. I was probably, what would I have been? I guess maybe like 11. Oh. Probably. That would have been like 2003. So Blade would have been five years old. Yeah, because I didn't realise it was a 90s movie, at least not the first one. Because... I remember mid two thousand when the third one came out, uh, like watching WTV and them advertising Triple H being in it. So I thought maybe the first play came out maybe start of the two thousands, but I didn't realize it was like a ninety eight film. Yeah, nineteen ninety eight. I think Blade Two was like two thousand two. Trinity was probably like two thousand four or five. Yeah. Good times, young Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, great I think, movies. I think. I think you're not that much older than I am, but you, st- you still like age yourself like so much more than you already are just by the description of the start of that story, like going to a, a fun car boot sale or whatever it was you said you were going to. Ah, uh, car boot sales are still a thing, just not these days because nothing exists outside of these walls until the nasty disease goes away. Absolutely, and that takes me to a question I was going to ask a little bit later on, but you know I'll ask it now since you mentioned it, like. I know lockdown's been difficult for a lot of people and for people like us, you know, it's given us more time to think about the podcast and everything and try new ideas like we're trying right now. But how have you, how have you been, you know, just personally, like through lockdown? What have you been doing to kind of help yourself, like, cope with everything? What was I doing? Uh, I played a lot of uh, video games that I hadn't had the chance to play or finish. Like, I don't Red Dead Redemption 2 since like the day it came out i'd never finished it until lockdown and uh yeah so loads of that watch loads of movies uh my girlfriend uh actually moved in with me during lockdown we decided because otherwise it was gonna be separate and then we decided to move together and uh and then we decided to come down to wales we actually moved in the in the middle of a of lockdown and uh, and got a place down here. Then I got a second dog. That's pretty cool because I'd already had a dog. Uh, but now I've got a second dog. What else did I do? I don't know. Time kind of became a flat circle. It did, yeah. It's so uh, I think there's a, probably a lot of days that I just wasted not doing anything. 
So, um, oh God, there is one of my dogs now. I do apologize for, the, <laughs> I told you the window was shut, but I'm not going to stop the dog barking mid podcast. Um, I don't care about you guys that much, but oh God, he's really angry at something. I wonder what he's angry at. Which one is that? Your first one or your second one that's barking? Oh, it's the first one. That's Dave. Uh, unfortunately Dave is a young Jack Russell so he's got a lot of energy Mm. and he likes to sit on the end of our bed because then he can see out the window Mm -hmm. and then he barks at other dogs as they walk past which is usually what he's you can hear him in the background of loads of podcasts but during lockdown I mean I was I was fine Uh, I think not in quite like a fortunate position where lockdown didn't really affect my life too badly like obviously going into furlough for ages sucked because it was like less income but i think unlike a lot of people who might be listening to this like um i don't know i guess i don't have that much to complain about when i look at some of the stuff that people had to deal with Mm. like i guess it just gave me a lot more chance to do nonsense like podcasting Mm -hmm. um it would have been the perfect time to watch loads of wrestling if i cared about that Um, (laughs) so i guess (laughs) but I don't know. I guess I'm. I guess I'm fine. Yeah. Well, I think you're in a fortunate position, like you said, that you had somebody, you know, to spend lockdown with. You got the, the dogs and everything. I think that's why Dave was barking because you brought up the fact that you, you, you was just it was you two, and then you got a second dog. Like, why did you have to get another? Like you know, like a, like any older sibling when there's a new child. Pretty in much. Well, he's t- he's technically the younger sibling, but he was just here first. Mm-hmm. I, I get exactly what you're saying about young Jack Russells. I like. Because I've got Jack Russell now, and I can't sit him like near an, uh, a window when he's up in the bed. Because I live on like the second floor, and seagulls fly by, and he hates seagulls for some reason that his previous owner wasn't able to explain. Oh so goodness! He, he hates seagulls. So he also has hay fever, which we weren't told about until last week when his original owner messaged us saying, oh, "I forgot to say, Dexter's got hay fever." Like. Really, that's something you tell somebody about before they take your dog. Oh shit! Does he get really sick? Oh no, but he has been like scratching around his eyes, like, and also during the summer, like when the weather's as nice as it is, it's, you know, mom's phoning the, the vet to get something for his hay fever. But like, we've had him for nearly three months, and surely that's something you tell us in advance. I don't know if you can give them human antihistamines. I'm going to imagine it's a no. Uh. But, I mean, Dave gets, like, if you walk him through, like, uh, a field, then he gets, like, really, like, itchy paws. Mm-hmm. Like, apparently he's got, like, some allergy to some kind of grass. Uh, but, and then we took him to the, to the vet, like, last year for extra, like, we didn't know what it was. And then they gave us some, like, anti-allergy tablets. They were 60 quid. Jesus. Yeah, they're 60 quid, so... I mean, he's just got to deal with it now. <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing bad. It's not actually come back this year. Uh, not as bad. Not the noticed anyway. But last year it was quite bad. He had like red splotches all over him. And the tablets didn't even really help. I feel like they were helping just as the box ran out. And it's like, well, I'm not spending 60 quid or more. Uh, it's like, I, don't, I haven't heard that much about Dave. I've heard a lot about your, your most recent dog. Uh, is he still called Monty or did you not change that? Uh, he's officially Monty. So I fought for Keith. <laughs> he's like unofficially known as Monty Keith. Monty Keith. 
But his 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 vet paper says Monty. I say Monty. He sounds like a a comedian that performs on the boardwalk in Bloody Blackpool or something like that. <laughs> Probably is too offensive to be on any like sitcoms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, because I remember you were telling me like the more like he had a lot of health problems and like it turns out he was a lot older than he looks because he looks fairly young. I think that's the thing with most dogs is that you can't always tell their age because. Dexter is as big as he's ever gave me, but he's still, a lot of people still assume he's a puppy, even though like, later this month he turns five. Yeah, dogs kind of, if if they go a bit grey, I think, but it, their age seems to be a lot less than like in humans. It's way more noticeable as you get older. But with dogs, like he's, he's just got a little bit, he's 13, we should probably say, but he's just got like a little bit of grey fur underneath his coat but his coat's like still brown and everything so you wouldn't know he's 13 he's got a lot of energy <laughs> what kind of dog is he? well there's debates about this he's either a, just a very small Yorkshire Terrier or he's uh, a miniature Yorkshire Terrier hmm. because he is very small but he's got like quite long legs so when he stands up because I think originally when we first got him he was like uh, for those, obviously we've not said on the podcast, but he was rescued from like a, a place that was claiming to be a rescue shelter for dogs, but it shut down. And then they'd, it's, they just like abandoned some dogs on the land when they like shut this place down. And then he got found at the back of like a kennel on the land. And uh, so when he came to us, he was really like disheveled and like unkept. And now he's put on loads of weight and is like happy and stuff. We think he might just be a small Yorkshire Terrier. But we asked a vet, and the vet didn't know. So, at least the vet doesn't know. How the fuck am I going to know? Because, like, I've I've learned, one of the main things I've learned since having a dog is that I don't know what half the different types of breeds of dogs are. I just try and describe the dog as best thing. Like, it was small, but kind of white-ish. Because, like, like, I know there are certain dogs that Dexter doesn't like for some reason, like huskies. He can't stand huskies or something like that. He's fine with smaller dogs, he just he tries like picking fights with certain bigger dogs like a husky or something like that. But I took him out the other day, I barred a husky and the husky just looked at him as if like, what are you doing? Oh god, don't pick a fight with a husky. <laughs> Jesus. Huskies are really nice though. Mm-hmm. So he probably just wouldn't have cared, but he just would have put his big paw on his head and been like, shh. <laughs> my, my uncle had like four huskies at one point. And I remember the back door opening and they all rushed in when I was visiting. And like they're all they're all uh, lovely and they're all like like I was in they're all just trying to say hello and everything, but to me it just looked like I was being attacked by wolves because they are so because they are so closely you know, evolved from wolves. Yeah, my mum had a husky for a long time. Got him as a puppy. Uh unfortunately he's passed now. Uh he passed like beginning of last year you had like liver failure but yeah they're lovely dogs but they do people tend to back off as you walk them because everyone's like shit it's a fucking wolf <laughs> like depending because he was uh he was a american wolf dog crossed with a husky so he looked even more like a wolf because he had the actual wolf coloring <laughs> yeah because like, you can get like different shades like all of them like fur wise but he had one that had like black fur kind of on top, and it's always those ones. They also have a black one to fade. It's always those that look the more inti- most intimidating when they look at you, even though they could be the friendliest dog in the world when you get close to it. 
But, I mean, you talk about Jack Russell's having a lot of energy. He might have walked you. The length of walk you had to take, that husky to try and tire it out. Oh, God, you just got to take them to, like, a field and just let them off. Mm-hmm. And just hope they're into, like, chasing things. <laughs> like, you can't... I don't know how people have big dogs like that, but then live without, like, gardens. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it just seems... It seems mad, like... No wonder the dogs end up, like, tearing up all the furniture. Well, I know this has turned into no dogs barred, but we'll move back to... Or we're done at the, the pandemic everything and it's nearly like going quite well and I think that's fine for some people I know there's probably struggling but we can't assume that everybody had a good time and you fair to do you for you know being able to have somebody to like share that with and also you got a move which was which sounds nice but you talked about like wrestling and I know like you've kind of done something that I'm not really able to do all the time even when wrestling is shit which is basically just take a step away from it and just not like get involved in any of it but there must have been a time where you were younger when you were a fan and where like you just like you couldn't do like what you've done now and like step away from it so when did you, when did you what are your first, like, memories of wrestling is there a time when you were properly like embraced like embraced in wrestling i think what's easier for for me to step away from wrestling is that i never had access to actually watch the shows mm. So, because we never had, uh, we never had Sky or anything growing up. Sky was way, way too expensive, like, for for us. We never had it. So I found wrestling through the video games first. And um, I don't remember when now, but I think uh, probably one of the PS1 Smackdowns used to play it around on a friend from primary school's house. And... uh, uh, and then the first wrestling I watched was again like a VHS tape that I would have found, and it was Vengeance 2001, which is when my best friend Chris Jericho <laughs> <laughs> became the undisputed champion. So he beat the Rock and Stone Cold in one night, and uh, and but still, like, I would I never became like a hyper fan because I couldn't watch the shows and I didn't know how to keep up with it. Like I was only like nine then, mm-hmm. so and uh, and then I wasn't really allowed to go on the computer either, like that often. So uh, I and I didn't even know about like the website or anything. So keeping up the results is impossible. So I didn't really become like a proper fan until probably like the mid two thousands, uh-huh. and that's when like I would have gone on like wwe.com and stuff but still it would have only been like watching the results and then youtube was in its infancy uh back then so i could like find some some matches on like youtube maybe mm-hmm. but uh and again buying the video game of year i used to buy the video game of year i used to watch um go on ign.com and they would do like the the quote-unquote draft for the video game where they would just release the <laughs> roster but they would release like a couple of roster members for the video game like a day Mm-hmm. so it'd be like oh the hurricane is going to be in, in the game you're in like and it it would be super obvious to anyone that watched the show but to me i didn't know <laughs> so i was like oh cool the hurricane's in it and uh <laughs> and then what is that so yeah i would check the results i remember when heat used to be free to watch oh yeah on wwe.com and uh and then i stopped watching completely in like 2011 all right so I missed all of like CM Punk stuff, and 
uh, and like people like Alberto Del Rio and people like that. I never watched any of that. I, I missed the once in a lifetime matches, the the two of them, <laughs> and um, and all the stuff like that. And then it wasn't until like 2016 or 2017 when I came back uh, to watch it a bit, and that's mostly because I just saw it on like I was like getting quite big like into Twitter. So and then you would see it like trending every now and then. You're like, oh, cool! I'll start watching this. And then I probably had like a year, year and a half of when I was like proper into it and like all the rumor mill and everything and all the gossip. And now I've just my fandom's just like dead. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like out of nowhere, it's just like ah, I'm done. I've had enough. Because <laughs> it's interesting you said like 2011 is when you kind of dropped out a little bit. Because I've heard so many people. Talk about that's when they actually got back into it because of people like CM Punk. I mean, I think you're kind of lucky to have uh, with the Alberto do, I think, because as somebody who watched it at the time, you didn't miss much. And all that. So, was there anything that's really particularly that made you stop in 2011 or made you, well, you know, you said you came back in 2016 cause, or 2017 because I was seeing it on Twitter and everything. Was there anything that stopped you in 2011 or was it just a case of one day you didn't watch it and then that was you until like 2016, 2017? Mm, no like nothing really happened like in 2011 it's quite so like i would have been i would have been 18 mm-hmm. and then so i probably i would have been like going out all the time and stuff and i've I just stopped checking the results because i still i didn't watch any of the shows still because yeah. i didn't like i would i would like watch the pay-per-views but like we told i'd watch them illegally because <laughs> i was a paved i didn't have any money um, but I'd never wa- I I've never watched Raw and SmackDown like religiously. I've never watched any. I, I went through a spell of when SmackDown first went to Fox, uh, of watching it every week, as you know. Like it would be like my show because it was it was nice and trashy, which is what I like. It was stupid entertainment, which is fun. So I'd watch it like Saturday morning, but that only lasted like two months, <laughs> and I was like, hey, I'm done. <laughs> So um, so one I think one day nothing happened, nothing crap happened. I just stopped checking it, everything. Because like I remember like laughing at the time because uh, at that point of SmackDown it was like you know Corbin Roman nonstop for months, you know the dog food angle and everything, Shorty G, and I'm just like who's watching this bollocks and everything like they all all this money for this, and now SmackDown is easily one of the best shows going at it wrestling wise and this is when you're not watching it I think it's quite funny and also to mention it's funny given given what we've talked about the last couple of years and how much we've shit on them that Jericho was involved in one of your earliest like wrestling memories yet we've shit on them so much uh, and I liked Chris Jericho Chris Jericho so was I. cool like I thought Chris Jericho was um was one of the coolest people like he had this stupid beard for a bit, like the really long one that he had in 2002. And I guess like 2002 to like 2005 or six is probably like my peak fandom of when you had just, you had like Kane going psychotic. Uh, your dead man taker was back from 2004 onwards for a bit. And I'd watch everything. I remember running home uh for well getting off the bus i to get off the bus and i'd have like half a mile to walk home down like i lived in the countryside so just down, literally a footpath down to my house i remember in 2004 like getting off the bus and like running home so that i could watch so that i could try and find 
<laughs> Again, I wasn't doing this legally, but I'd go go online to try and find Brock Lesnar v Eddie Guerrero, <laughs> like from No Way Out, and that's my favorite match. Oh. It still is to this day. Mostly, like maybe like, I remember the match being good. I've not watched it for years, but mostly just because of that memory, it's my favorite match. But yeah, Jericho was cool. I didn't always think he was a massive douche. I mean, I don't but, either. I mean, uh, I don't think <laughs> social watched... media has done him no favors. <laughs> Yeah, pre-EAW even, like tw- mid-2019, I hosted a show over on ESR about Jericho. And, you know, I was happy and I admitted he was one of my all-time favourites. You know, maybe even number two behind Kane in terms of all-time but for a while. But I don't think I've lost more respect for any individual in the last year and a half than he's I really, have for Chris Jericho. He's really bad on... He's, real-life Chris Jericho, he's, he's a, obviously, he's a great businessman. He knows his worth, but... He just seems like a horrible bloke. And, um, yeah, and I know someone, I'm not going to name drop, but I know someone who has worked with Chris Jericho, and he said he's like, he's, he's described him as just a diva. Dave disagrees. <laughs> oh, dare you. Dave thinks he's a lovely bloke. Weirdly, I mean, I... Dave's bark actually sounds like Fozzie's last album. <laughs> also, his band is terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, my brothers went to see them live, and he sent me videos from there, and like the audio quality was horrible. And I remember I was, I've also actually, I actually also like talked to somebody who worked with them before and told me similar stories. Also, don't want to see them on air, but I remember like 2005, I, I was watching and Jericho got Kevin fired so he could go do more fuzzy stuff, and he had that weird mm. short, like still long, but kind of short blonde hair. And then I, tuned, I stopped watching for a few years and came back in 2009 to see him with the really weird short hair. <laughs> so one, I was like, oh, when did Jericho come back? I thought he was fired. And also, like, and why is his hair looking weird? Yeah, he's not he's not aged well. And um, that's mostly because he still dresses like he did in 2001. <laughs> like, yeah. I can imagine he's the sort of guy that really squeezes into some leather trousers that he used to wear like 20 years ago and just says, look, I'm still in shape. These fit. And they're like tearing at the seams. Yeah, you've seen him like, I think even wrestling and try leather wrestling there. But I imagine when he goes to take them off, it's like that scene in Friends where Ross is in the bathroom (laughs) taking off the leather pants. But yeah, I liked Chris Jericho to bring it back to a wrestler. I liked him. I have not really ever watched any of his New Japan or AEW stuff. Not that I remember, anyway. You might be able to tell me otherwise. I mean, you, you must have watched some of it because we reviewed it on the podcast before. And I remember, always. did I watch him against Cody? Yeah, that was so good. Remember the what the show that you oh, went to? Oh yeah, for, like what felt like forever. Yeah. Wasn't uh, Kenny Omega having a death match later on the show when he was talking about the women? Yeah, he seemed like he <laughs> was just coming across a really nice guy, and then we were expected to believe he was about to throw a man through barbed wire. <laughs> Silly. I did. I did find it like funny for a while, like, the first few months of Rugged Pines, where you did find yourself having to fill in because uh, we had a few people less than we do now at the start, and you were having to fill in, like me and you and Jimmy, that are all three of us talking something wrestling related. Or like for a while, it was me and Carl, and then you and Jimmy doing other like stuff. Like because remember you said, oh Scott and Carl, or listen to like, you and Jimmy do a summer slam. Oh yeah, Scott and Carl are reviewing Takeover Toronto. They don't know it yet. <laughs> so you kept kind of being thrust into watching, like reviewing these shows, even though, like we were, you said at the start, you didn't really want to do a lot of wrestling stuff. 
No, I don't really want to because I didn't really like watching it. I don't. No, I guess it's not laziness. I just don't have any interest in finding out the context of why things are happening. Because yeah. like, I don't really care about any of the weekly shows. Like, uh, so yeah, I was just kind of like f- for the fact we were trying to build rogue opinions up mm-hmm. and to get some stuff out there. And eventually, like, I'm. I, I kind of think you should really only podcast or or make any content, not just podcasting about things that you really care about. Mm-hmm. So eventually, after a while, I just message you guys. I'm not. I'm not going to do any more wrestling stuff because it's gonna. It. I think it. It's funny for like a couple of podcasts to be like, oh, Nathan has to watch this, and I'm like, oh, I don't really care. And then you guys just end up talking for ages about stuff that's happened on Raw and SmackDown, and I don't watch a second of it. <laughs> I like that podcast where Jimmy just turned around at one point, just went, "Oh, have you guys watched uh, uh, not Luke Harper, Brady Lee against um, Dustin, Dustin Rhodes um, on Dynamite?" And Jimmy really wanted to talk about. I was like, "Yeah, I didn't watch that." (laughs) (laughs) Just like threw me under the bus completely. (laughs) So what do you think of the match? Like, I didn't watch it, Jimmy. (laughs) I mean, at least you're honest about it. Yeah, like I, I was fine with the fact that you said you didn't want to. I do it anywhere I was thinking there's always still got other people that like can do it. Like it's people who can should basically buy a podcast about what they want to talk about and that's one of the good things about Rogue Pains and you are actually better when you are watching something without the context and sometimes that your reaction to when people try and explain it. That's why I love having you on the retro smackdown half the time because you're just popping in with like, the odd episodes and then just like I'm trying to explain why things are happening. Like why is Road Dog been caught in a bear trap by Steve Austin? Oh yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Oh man, Steve Austin was unhinged back then. Yeah. That would have been fun to have watched every week, but I was probably too young for like 1999. Yeah, you do podcasts about stuff that you enjoy, and like that's one of the funny things about whenever I see there's a new episode of Naked Men because I never know what the hell is going to go, what's going to be, it's going to be about. It's always got a weird title. You've always got like a weird description, like. What the fuck are they talking about? Fast and Furious and Jurassic World or whatever. But dating back before then, how did you and Ben actually meet? Uh, so we went to school together at uh, mm-hmm. uh, it was, uh, Sandon School, which is a tiny, tiny village in Essex around there. And so we just went to secondary school together. So first time secondary school is the school you do from 11 until... Uh, either 16 or 18 if you go to sixth form uh, which is after that so we we met then uh, I don't remember how <laughs> at some point we just started talking we were, we were really in the same friend group it was actually another friend of ours also called Ben who we're still friends with now and uh, he was in a class with uh, with with Ben and that's how we met kind of through there and the fact that you guys are still like friends now like you've got this podcast because I, I know that you probably didn't like the main thing that drew you together probably wasn't going to be your a shared love of wrestling because i know ben doesn't watch and i was even you made that a subject of a podcast at a different place which we'll talk about in a second but <laughs> what, 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 do you think, what do you think are some of the main things that you and ben have gone because you do love talking about random shit as the naked man podcast is wonderfully displayed uh, yeah, we just like talk about random stuff and we would just find ourselves uh, like just hanging out together a lot, even when other people, because obviously we all grew up and people went off and did their own things. So for a while, it was kind of all of our 
the rest of the, our friend group from school was off doing other things. Like one of our friends moved, one of our friends moved to Taiwan a couple of years before Ben did, because Ben lives there now. And uh, someone else moved somewhere else. Someone else went off had a baby. So, was, uh, so me and Ben were just like meet up and just chat. And yeah, we both just love chatting, chatting crap. And then when we start, I started doing podcasts, which is something that me and Ben had talked about for years, but uh, neither of us had the money to buy like podcast equipment. Uh, not that it takes a lot, but still, we're just too lazy. Mm. And uh, yeah, then one day when I finally started doing them, I was like, hey, we should actually finally do this. And uh, yeah, originally it, it kind of had to be wrestling related unless we wanted to start our own thing. And then I decided, oh, or me and Kyle decided to start our own thing. Uh, yeah, it's just more of an excuse just to sit back with your friend and chat bollocks for like two hours. Because the podcast is usually about 45 to an hour long, but the actual audio is usually like two hours. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's kind of similar to when you, me, you and Jimmy would talk because the actual audio would be maybe somewhere in the two-hour story, but the actual Skype calls themselves, uh, you'd come off and they'd say somewhere like three hours or so, and we'd always yeah. joke that we make we say our best stuff when the, when it's not being recorded or the funniest jokes happen when no one's listening. Pretty much, and yeah, the actual topics for the Naked Men podcast usually just come from one of us who just find something stupid online. And uh, like it was the, the I can't remember the director's name now. Oh, the guy who who directed the last Jurassic World said that he wouldn't mind doing a crossover with Fast and Furious. Uh-huh. So we're like, oh, we will make a whole podcast out of that. Or did you really would just be a topic. We're talking. What's that? Did you really wake him up at four in the morning uh, to talk about that? Or oh that- no, <laughs> I think I messaged him. I, I sent him a message at like probably four in the morning Taiwan time because he's seven hours ahead. But it, it didn't actually wake him up. No, that was, I was trying to work some people. <laughs> I know I know we want to keep Kate podcast cafe alive. I just had to know. <laughs> I was working, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's basically where it will come from. Like this week's one is just from that sexy beast show that Netflix is making, which looks pretty funny. Uh, so we just make some of our own dating shows, uh, and yeah, sexy beast, which is an idea that me and Ben had years ago, or a couple <laughs> of years ago, and uh, and yeah, we had a, we we decided to, well, we didn't decide to, we we did have the idea for people turning up in like Hollywood, out uh, makeup to do blind dates, and now they've made it into a show. I'm really <laughs> pissed off because I could have sold that for millions. <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't need to do this shit on Skype for. Yeah, I wouldn't have to do this with bollocks, would I? You kind of answered uh, a question that I had, like I was going to ask before uh, you started at Rope Break. Did you have that much interest in podcasts? But you said you and Ben had talked about starting a podcast for quite a while, and I can get understand you talked about the podcast women because I'd wanted, I'd been wanting to get like proper equipment for years, but like with me, I have I spent a lot of my podcasting career early on as a student. And so the podcast women may not seem expensive to somebody with a steady income, but for a student, it's like, Jesus, that's half my the money I've got for the month spent on a fucking microphone. I don't think I can justify that. It is really expensive because at the time we were talking about it, I I used to live on my own when I first moved out. Um, so I was just in like a one bed studio flat. But so like that means that like everything that I was earning was going to pay towards rent in Essex, and rent in Essex is it's expensive because it's near London and everything like that 
So it is, it's a bit, it would have just been too much for us to do at the time. But uh, yeah, but podcast day is fun and it is actually easy to do because all you really need is a laptop and a microphone, unless you want to get like really professional about it. <laughs> so were you listening to a lot of podcasts at the time and like what kind of podcasts were you usually into? Yeah, I listened to quite quite a few podcasts. Like, I still listen to quite a few podcasts. Like, I'm quite into one called The Dollop at the moment, which is two comedians, Dave Anthony and I can't remember the other guy's name. But they just like tell, just run through like f- stories from history in like America, but in like a funny way. Or sometimes not in America because they do tour and do live shows as well. Uh, but that's quite a fun one to listen to. And I used to listen to a few like wrestling ones. Like I went first about listening to Eric Bischoff's one for a little bit, but then it just became like the same thing every week. Um, of just like him making excuses for his nonsense. <laughs> and um, I'm quite into the last podcast on the left, which again is another like comedians running through some like not history historical events, but it's like things that have happened before. Like they're doing a four part series, like running through the Black Death and stuff like that like how it happened and things like that which is interesting because you learn things but it's done in a funny way mm-hmm. and uh those guys have a good dynamic again i can't remember i'm terrible with names if you guys haven't realized i can't remember any of the three of them but, <laughs> but that's a good one to listen to uh as well but no i've always liked doing podcasts i like the edging christian one if you want to talk wrestling again that was a good podcast until that ended <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm sad that I don't do that. I've really listened to like a couple of episodes. Uh, it seemed like a good show. It does seem like a good show. Uh, I listened to a couple of like football and football ones as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, every now and then, uh, quite a few like sports ones. Like I've been listening to some tennis ones lately because Wimbledon's on. And uh, and the Peter Crouch podcast was excellent as well. So, so yeah, what ones do you listen to? I, I do listen to a lot of few wrestling ones. I'm trying to, you know, listen to like stuff like non wrestling related or if I do listen to something wrestling I want it not just to be a, t- a typical like oh talking about you know, the what's going on currently. Like one of my favourite podcasts is one of the ones that called all like do that Desert Island grabs where it's basically watch victory wrestling matches to watch forever. But uh I, I one one of the ones up non wrestling I've tried to listen to quite a bit is a uh, a podcast called Cinema Swirl. With uh, one of the guys who hosts the actor podcast, but he does a podcast with a friend of his who's a comedian who's not watched a lot of the most like, famous films. And so basically, you go back and watch films with one of them mostly having seen them before, and the other one, like, never having I mean, no idea what to expect going into it. And they, they, they joked, the first film they did was the original Star Wars, and they joked about this, like, the star wipes, like, between scenes. And so now their rating system is out of five star wipes. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> I've actually not listened to it in a while. Uh, I listened to it for too many podcasts and I probably should. But yeah, like especially during lockdown, I got to fill the days. Or if I go for a walk or have get on the bus, like, I don't want to listen to people. I'd like to rather put my headphones in and ignore everybody. Yeah, I mean, I've listened to to refresh my memory a bit. I decided to actually go on my Spotify and look at the ones I listen to, so I don't miss someone else. No such thing as fish is a really good podcast. That's um, from. The guys who write and help make QI. Mm. And QI, that's a, it's a 
it's a panel show about like interesting facts that people usually get wrong or things like that. It's it's a really funny show if you um, you should check it out. It's on BBC, and yeah, they just run through a load of topics that have cropped up on the show that they want to just give more detail on, and that's another interesting. So I like podcasts that are like that are fun to listen to, but also maybe you learn something mm-hmm. um, as well. So and IGN as well do some good podcasts to, like keep you up to date with like films and stuff. One plug is that I don't uh, that I listen to that's not really wrestling related, and I remember I joked with Carl and and Liam that I was annoyed at them for taking the name Rogue Chronicles because I think that would have been a good name for this podcast. This also, if I, I wish I'd have thought of it, but this podcast has been around since 2018, but if I'd thought of it, it's been a good name for, for this podcast. Well, I listened to a show called Inside of You, which, uh, is, which is hosted by Michael Rosenbaum, who played uh, Lex Luthor in the Smallville uh, TV show, where he basically just interviews other actors, mostly like guys who are for your like nerd-related or anything, but he's interviewed Batista a couple of times and people like that, and he's he just basically gets people to open up and talk about, like difficult times in their life and how they overcame it and all that. It's quite interesting. Well, I guess, you know, he said Stephen Amell on it a few times who he just openly talks about, you know, like, oh yeah, I like doing this about being green but when I left I hated this and that. So <laughs> and you know, he talks properly like for the first time about heels and the wrestling show he's doing and everything. So it's quite a good listen. Oh it's the show actually called Heels. Yeah. It's a terrible name. <laughs> 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 but we want to uh, something. Well, yes, I think we've made reference or we've joked about it before, uh, but we didn't really talk about it, especially not uh, the start of Rogue Pines because I don't think we really wanted to do, like rock the boat or anything because it was still going. But since the Undisputed guys left it, uh, it pretty much stopped. Uh, and that's Rope Break, which is a podcast slash magazine, which I wasn't involved in, but like I was on the podcast inside of it. Which and I got involved in it because I seen the somebody seen on Facebook all oh, looking to get people on to do these podcasts and everything. So tell me about like who did you find out because you were there a little while before I was and I don't think the podcast and regular had started had been around that long before I started because I remember my first podcast was like a couple of days before me at thirty five it was me and Liam uh, just make doing a predictions podcast for it. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw. The guy who was running it, who was also called Ben. It's a lot of Bens. And, uh, yeah. You run across a lot of Bens, but not a lot of Bills, do you, in your life? It's true. It's very true. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I think I saw him advertising on the Inside the Ropes, Mm -hmm. uh, fan, uh, fan group, uh, which is a fun place to go. (laughs) He says lying. And, And yeah, he was just asking for people that might be interested in doing some like uh, wrestling related content, making some stuff. And I was quite, quite interesting at the time. Uh, so I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, ch- I'll check it out. And it'd been going before me and apparently it used to be called something else. But I, I don't know what the actual story was. Everyone told a different story, and uh, which is part of the reason why it doesn't exist anymore. And, um, and yeah, I just got into it from there and... Uh, then they wanted to do some podcasts and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, cool! It's time to give this give this a try." And that's when I got Ben on board because I thought we could I could do like do a podcast where I show Ben like um, uh, wrestling stuff and get his reaction to it, but like the weird stuff. So usually we just do the crazy stuff, like we started off doing. Well, we started off quite tame with an elimination chamber, 
and it was like Bray Wyatt and then Matt Hardy was doing some nonsense and then uh, Impact did that weird thing with Sue Young <laughs> uh, and it was actually quite a funny series but um, then it, it got a bit it got quite it's not something you can keep going very very much because you can only once you reach like that level there's not really anywhere else to go and so you kind of had to kill that series quite quick uh, but yeah that's how I got into into rope break and it was meant to be a magazine and uh, I just remember all the group chats oh, there's so, so many group chats I had to mute like it wasn't I would talk bad about people <laughs> but there was a lot of like a lot of unnecessary drama considering it was just meant to be people coming together to talk about wrestling but um, I still had some fun start doing some podcasts I met obviously all of the Rogue Opinions guys or most of the Rogue Opinions guys obviously Irene and stuff has come on board since from mm-hmm. doing exactly what I met through doing something else and uh, but that's where obviously all the Rogue Opinions crew came from and we just decided to branch off and do our own thing but I mean Rogue Break uh, it didn't last very long no. It burned out real quick, but I still had some fun. We did our first podcast, which is up on our feed. <laughs> uh, I'll put up there now. And uh, so you can go give our Vengeance 2006, I want to say. Yeah. Okay, Vengeance 2006 review is up there. Uh, but I also did, I remember doing a WrestleMania review and a TakeOver review for one of the WrestleManias. I actually did it with Rahul. I think it was me at 35, and I believe I said the day or two before oh yeah maybe i'll join you guys for uh, the main review and then i slept in i think because they wanted to do you guys record also the next the, the monday after WrestleMania, and I, or the tuesday and i slept in and so i woke up to a bunch of messages of, of people trying to get a hold of me like they were in the group just saying scott where are you yeah <laughs> there's so many people and then i just i slept through and you know having recorded with rahul before i i, I feel bad for leaving you to to, to do that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was fine, but that's where Kayfabe Court came from, as uh-huh. well was uh, was uh, mine and Jimmy's idea. Uh, but the first episodes of that were on rope break, so I mean, it was a good stuff for like meeting people and getting kind of realizing that the, the people running or trying to run a rope break, they weren't really open to to kind of the more. Interest, not interesting is the wrong word. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be diplomatic. If you guys can't tell, to kind of thinking outside the box in the way that you kind of cover wrestling. The, they only really wanted like weekly reviews of the shows, and then people to review the shows, and um, and to like me, you, and Jimmy, Rahul, and Carl, and Liam, and people like that. We kind of had ideas about doing things in a in a different way. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, led us here. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure you like it was also like you wanted to do not to do wrestling, which you ended up doing for the first few months of Rogue Opinions, uh, quite a bit. But you know, I, was, I get you wanted to do some stuff outside of wrestling because I've done a lot more non-wrestling stuff like since joining Rogue Opinions, which I'm happy that I got a chance to do. But interestingly enough, uh, I think retrospect generally the idea of it kind of almost started at Rogue because me and Jimmy had talked. Jimmy had talked about doing the SmackDown pilot, like reviewing it because. It was 2019 and SmackDown started in 99, so it was almost 20 years, like to the day almost. Uh, that time, so we thought, like, oh, I'll do it with you. And we talked about it, but we never just got around to doing it before we started Rogue Opinions. So, sometime after Rogue Opinions started, we actually started doing it properly. But I, I have said in the past that I, I didn't realize that Jimmy wanted it to be a series. I thought it would just be a one off review of the pilot. 
<laughs> There's a lot of it. You got a long way to go, my friend. Uh, yeah, and look at this, look where I am now. It will never I end. Think. In fact, look where you're, I am you're on an endless journey. Look where I am with SmackDown, and then Jimmy just like an absentee father left me at home to take care of our baby. <laughs> Finally got Sam now. Yeah, the stepdaddy to uh, to special SmackDown. Oh, <laughs> I felt so wrong even saying it. That's creepy. <laughs> so, how would you really sum up your kind of overall experience that you think it wrote, it wrote big? I know obviously you want to do more than just wrestling, but how would you how would you sum up your experience? Because I know you're being kind of diplomatic, but there, there were some issues there. I think we we're better off leaving when we when we did because. They, like they had group chats with the podcasting people, and they had guys in like the magazine thing that I was. Also, I wasn't in that group chat because I didn't do any writing for them. I don't even know if there was any any magazines. And then you had, a, and then you then you had a big wider group chat for everybody, and there was like, it felt like at least it felt like fifty people almost. I, I probably wasn't that much, but it felt like it. I like trying to get involved in the conversation, like getting your message out, responding to what something someone else said before at least three or so other people got in before you. Like was a fucking hard task. Yeah, it was a hard task. There was a lot of lot a lot of people brought on board uh, for an idea that really only needed a few dedicated people. Because look, it's a it's a good idea. Like magazines, which is I think is what the creator, a different bent, wanted it to be. Really, just wanted it to be a magazine, and magazines are making a bit of a comeback now. Like with the online ones, I know Inside the Ropes has one as well, and things like that. So it looked like a good idea, but there's so many people, and then every group had their own little group chat, and there was a lot of very, very lovely people, but very chatty people uh, as well. Which is not as anyone, anyone who's in multiple group chats with chatty people could attest to. You just end up muting them. Yeah. So I mean, overall, it, it was never really going to last because there was a lot. of a lot of unnecessary drama as well. There's a lot of very, as you sometimes get in wrestling, there's a lot of very opinionated people <laughs> um, in there who wanted things done their way and wanted this, that, and the other, all just for something that was meant to be a few fans coming together to have a crack at kind of wrestling journalism. And uh, But ultimately, it led me to meeting kind of you guys and meeting some kind of like-minded people that wanted to kind of just create some stuff and have a laugh doing it. And really the, the death knell for, for me of leaving there was, I didn't, me and Ben, my podcast, Ben didn't want to just do that wrestling thing. We wanted to kind of do some stuff outside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I had that conversation, I was like, Hey, we're going to do some stuff that's not wrestling. And it was kind of, no, we're meant to be kind of a wrestling brand, which is fair enough. Like if that's what he wants it to be, it's his thing. Um, and then I was already had become pretty pretty good mates with Carl from Rogue Opinions. So me and him had already had a chat. And we're like, hey, we wanted we could kind of do our own thing. It's not like a, it's not like a job where you got to give a notice period or whatever, or you got a conflict of interest or whatever. Like, let's just go off and do our own thing. And then uh, that's where we reached out to Rahul, to you, and uh, to Jimmy uh, to kind of kind of start our own thing kind of leave that behind and then ultimately i think the fact that it didn't last very long after after that i know the undisputed undisputed era boys sorry the undisputed whatever the fucking podcast is called undisputed wrestling podcast boys um 
Oh, Ian, what's their names? Ian Callum and, and James. Yeah, that's I, it. I actually listened to a bit of a review. They they post one of the first podcasts they post on their feed is their last podcast on Robate doing like a throwback review. And then they they ended their the very like humble like they're pretty diplomatic at the end and they say that the whole Robate goes on after they leave and that's the last podcast you can find on Robate feeds. So like clearly didn't. So in fairness to those guys, we're still. You know, like keeping at it, and they're probably better off. You know, so what happened at Survivor Series this night? They they were probably better off doing their own thing, and you know, look where they are, look where we are. And I don't want to oversimplify it here, but it was basically a case of like you and Carl just like, okay, we've got okay, there are a few different people. Who do we actually like here? Let's let's take them with us. Uh, I think it did kind of come down to that Anthony as well. Was the Carl was already talking to a bit. I hadn't really spoken to Anthony, but uh, Carl wanted Anthony on board as well, which is great because he's posted some good articles. That, I don't know when this is going up, but he's just posted like one about top five sporting r- rivalries, which is a really good read. So head over to our website to give that a read. And uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much like me, you, and Jimmy had already done some stuff uh, together and had a laugh doing it. Um, and so it was just kind of a case of asking you guys to come along. I'd already done some podcasts with Rahul and I thought you could add something um, as well. So he came on board and then he's not really, he's not with Rogue Opinions anymore, but he's off, he's off doing his own stuff as well. Um, the conventional, the conventional nine or at TC nine pod on Twitter. So head over to there cause he's doing, he's writing some good stuff and keeping himself busy. So he's gone on to do other things. Um, and yeah. And then Reese, and Liam came on board, which is good. And then we're, we're always looking to add some more voices. So we've got people like Reen and people like Sam as well. Uh, Reen is hopefully going to do some more stuff with us mm-hmm. um, as well. We've got some ideas in the works. Uh, but, I mean, not so much people that we just like, but just people that we thought wanted to do similar stuff to what we wanted to do. Because mm-hmm. kind of look at what Carl's ended up doing. He's done he doesn't really do any wrestling stuff like now he's doing a obviously you said road chronicles already mm-hmm. we me and him both really like the first two seasons of a game called life is strange so we did a full review of those of each because those come out in episodes so we did each episode as a podcast as well and then he did the he did bantam unit for ages and he's always looking to do different stuff and none of it's wrestling related mm-hmm. and it's barely a wrestling retro smackdown is really the only wrestling pod left standing yeah, I mean, <laughs> because people just have other ideas, which is what we wanted to do. Yeah, I'd happily do more like stuff came up with kind of like bits and pieces of like current wrestling, but I just I don't uh, usually have somebody to do it with. Like me and Carl, Carl thankfully joined me for Takeover and and WrestleMania. I thought like, well, I've any shows like during the wrestling calendar to talk about. Like this is the one we need to talk about, and you know Carl is fine fell in there, but you know he's like fine doing uh wrestling stuff but he's also like happier like, at the moment doing non wrestling stuff. I enjoy doing Mandalorian with him. And we've got some other plans, me and him to do some stuff that's not wrestling related. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean I like the creators. Do, Bring me back for any creators things. Yeah, creators yeah like well me and you we've talked about our fantasy booking thing that's wrestling related. We've talked about doing that for ages and we still haven't got around to it. But yeah we should definitely do another creators and yeah, to, to give a tease for everyone, I've got a, I've got a WrestleMania 2000. The entire thing just sat there, just sat there in a Word document, just waiting for when Scott lets me release it onto the world. <laughs> it's 
the it's not me that's, that's holding that up. <laughs> uh, we, we just we just haven't found the time we actually say, hey, when are we actually doing this? Yeah. <laughs> we'll sort it out. Did you, have you like done not many podcasts with Carl on Rope Break, or is it just outside of the podcast you guys were talking? Oh, I couldn't tell you the answer to that question. I've got no idea if I podcast. I think he, I think he came from kayfabe court, but I don't think me and Carl really did podcasts that much together. We done a few on on Rogue Opinions, especially like the Life is Strange series, and then I was on Rogue Chronicles. Uh, but I mean, mostly for a bit, kind of like Liam, Reese, and Carl were off doing their stuff, like Bantam Munich every week, and a few other bits. And then me, you, and Jimmy were creating a few bits um, here. So we kind of broke off into a weird little little group for a little bit, barely mingling. Yeah, um, but you... things are kind of more free flowing these days. With uh, Reese obviously taking a little bit of a step back uh, from all the because he used to do loads every week, but he's taken a bit of a step back at the second. Which is kind of good because it's given other people a chance to kind of. There's only so many days in the week, so it's given other yeah. people a chance to kind of come forward and do a bit more. Yeah, because like at the start, we just we don't really have much of an organisation. Like we we now we have kind of days where we get we've dedicated to certain podcasts nowadays. Like if there's an episode of SmackDown, it usually goes out on a Sunday. Mandalorian kind of around the weekend and things like that. Or like Nigga Man usually comes out early in the weeks. But at the start, we didn't have. As an organization, like one day, there were one or two days where two podcasts went up on the same day, and I had to say to you, like, I, I, as if I knew what I was talking about. I'd been with the SSR for a couple of months. Well, like, I, no, I've been with the SSR like a year at that point. So I tried to make it seem like I knew what I was talking about. That was the one I said about using Anchor and everything. But I said, like, we cannot do two podcasts a day. Like, we cannot make that a thing. Yeah, we can't. And it was hard at first because everyone had, I, everyone obviously had ideas. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of podcasts coming in. Like people, sometimes people, like just people were just recording like multiple every day and then getting them across and wanting them kind of kind of ready. So yeah, it's always a bit disorganised at first as you try to kind of build an audience. Uh, but we've started to find a little bit of a niche for ourselves um, and kind of found a, a tiny, tiny little corner of the internet for us. And uh, we've done quite a few things. Like we had that whatever that website was called that Jimmy's friend runs. Uh, we post <laughs> some bits on there uh, every now and yeah. then. Um, I try not to over post on there because it's not our, obviously not our home um, to kind of just be using it. Uh, we got our website and everything. But yeah, it was a little bit disorganized at first as it always is with those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, no, I think we got we we have kind of a rough schedule. We don't really like Smackdown always tends to be Sunday. Mm-hmm. And Rogue Chronicles always te- is is supposed to be once every two weeks, which it's gone back to now. And then the Naked Men has kind of found a time. The last few have gone up on Fridays, but it's always tricky with that one just because of the time difference as to when we can get recorded. So we do have one uh, this week at time recording. Uh, yeah. Already in the bank, ready to go for this Friday. And uh, But yeah, we, t- I, we try to schedule things. Doesn't try. always pan out. <laughs> try, being, try is the operative word uh, for that because I, I do agree it, it did seem like we were just like doing like, like me you and Jimmy for a while it seemed like the three of us like, in some combination were just recording with each other for uh, quite a while and I think that's why how we and we were enjoying the stuff we were doing like we were doing a lot of creative stuff we were doing grapple updates and other things like that the tournaments started there I think we were all happy with the stuff that we were doing as a trio which I think is where the A-team thing came from 
and for a while I was like, oh, I don't want to isolate the other guys because I wasn't recording with them. Like when we were all year calling ourselves the E team, and then after a while I was like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, we we thought of that, and it started off just a running, as just a bit of a running joke between us, and now it's just kind of it's reached that point where it's become unironic, and that's just what we call ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of seems like too late to go back now. <laughs> yeah, like we did that podcast uh, covering the Rumble twenty twenty that got split into two parts, and like we saw that post like all thing with Sam Roberts, Booker T, and Renny Young referring themselves as the A team, and Jim was like. Hold the fuck on. And we were, we and them, even though Renee's very nice, the other two can fuck off. And, and that was funny. I mean, I remember when you, you asked me, because I think one of the first podcasts that went up on Vogelpain's feed was uh, Casey Core that I was the judge of, I think it was the Rick Flair Desert episode. And I remember, I remember like trying to arrange a date uh, to record it because I was uh, also doing. My pocket and ESSR which I still do right now, and you basically then told me that what about Rogan of what you were planning on doing, uh, and and it wasn't much of a decision for me to say I okay because to be honest with you, uh, even after we while being a part of break with the group chats and everything, I was it wasn't really a priority for me, so I thought okay, I've not got really that much of an attachment here, whether whereas you know my other podcast, you know I'm friends with the people I do it there, whereas I didn't really know anybody that well other than you and Jimmy. Even after one or two podcasts, I knew I liked you and Jimmy, so I was happy to come with you guys to do this. I did try to listen back to that Vengeance 2006 pod when it went up. I couldn't listen past the first five minutes. I don't know what it was. I mean, we, we've, we're a lot better now, I think, in terms of our, we, you, and I, you and I being able to have a conversation. Maybe it was that, or maybe it was just the headphones I was using at the time, but there's just something about it I couldn't listen back to it. Yeah, it's a really bad podcast, which is what I said when I did the edited, like, obviously I edited my little intro of explaining what this podcast was and where it's come from. And even then I was like, it's really bad. I don't know why you guys are listening to it. <laughs> like, That's always the best way to start off a, a show. Because we legit, we, I don't think we, we barely spoke. We never it. had a conversation. And then we just came on Skype. We're like, oh, okay. And then you were pissed off because you had to watch Vengeance 2006. Even though I explained it was the randomizer. The randomizer idea, which you're welcome for, by the way. Yeah, we're bringing that back. <laughs> I don't even think that was my idea. I think someone else said it to me. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so you were already annoyed that you had to watch a really bad show with, like, Kane's worst moment of his career in it, um, which is the only match I can remember Mickey James was. Like, there, there was no women's match, which oh, I thought was rubbish. Either point contention was about they put the two best matches back to back, which meant there was no... <laughs> Nothing else. nothing else yeah for the show yeah the, um, IC, yeah, the IC triple threat and then RVD versus Edge for the W like back to back like you couldn't like spread them out so at least there's something else to look forward to no couldn't possibly do that for us it was a I don't really remember anything else about it um yeah. other than the okay. KD Kane match which I guess that means that match did its job because <laughs> I don't remember any other match on the show um or at least I don't remember any. Oh, was it Sabu against Cena? Oh yeah, yeah. That was alright. Yeah, I think like, that was that was the thing with Rogue Fans. Like I, I could tell who I, I like enjoyed doing. Cause I liked you, even though we hadn't had a conversation that podcast. It wasn't the best. I still like doing the pod with you. I liked doing the pod with Jimmy. Liam wasn't as weird as he is, as I've learned he is now when I first met him to do that <laughs> predictions. But like Callum, I believe I don't know if he even remembers. I think me and him did a podcast. 
reviewed mine in the bank. 2019 was one of the last ones I did for events. Mm. He and I. Yeah, my last road break podcast was with uh, Callum and James. Yeah, and like I can't remember what it was. I, I, I liked having James on the road retrospective, and like I think I enjoyed when I was on that quiz podcast. I'm having a bit of back and forth with Callum and everything because there may be opponents. But that podcast, we had never spoken. We had zero chemistry. It was awkward. <laughs> Yeah, it was rubbish. It's a bad podcast. He's awkwardly trying to insert Yowie Wowie into a certain point because the Bray Wyatt vignettes had just started in the crew, like one spot, started (laughs) chatting Yowie Wowie. Oh, dear. Not good. Uh, So, I think we're going to be wrapping up. Uh, I just got a couple more questions. Uh, First off, so lastly, you, you had these plans for Rogue Opinions and everything. How is, looking at the two-part, how do you feel Rogue Opinions is not right? How do you feel about where Rogue Opinions is now compared to what you were thinking about it when you started? And, you know, are there any goals for Rogue Opinions that you still have to, like, you still want to do? Uh, I think Rogue Opinions is in a fairly decent place. Uh, the obvi- The very obvious elephant in the room for me which is something that i've brought up before that i've not been able to fix is i'd obviously like to get some female voices on the shows uh-huh. uh, i've said that as you can tell i've said that in the group chats loads of times um oh. and i can't uh, i just can't pin anyone down um to... well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't <laughs> that's, that's the issue let me let me finish my sentence <laughs> i just can't just can't really find anyone so if anyone's listening that obviously would like to to fill that void feel free um in terms of where it is, I think Rogue Opinions is, to be brutally honest, it's stood still for quite a while now. Uh, I'd like to kind of try and push things out a little bit more. A lot of that's down to time. Um, a lot of that down to getting kind of more regular content up there, like things things that you can't affect. Obviously, this isn't anyone's job. No one's making money out of this. This is a hobby for people. But obviously, we're waiting. And look, we, we love Jimmy, so we'll wait as long as we need to to get Jimmy back on the podcast. But it'll be amazing when he gets back on. Uh, there's some, a few things that I want to do that I've kind of started putting into place. I've been having a few little chats with some people from some other podcasts about getting some guests on for things like the Naked Men podcast. Um, so I guess it's just to keep everyone to keep doing what they want to do, which is the main thing. Everyone to keep kind of creating as they want to. And just getting the shows out there, trying trying to obviously dedicate some more time to the social media. I think we're we're very weak on social media, <laughs> basically because no one wants to do it because it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> trying to tweet things, it's it's depressing going on Twitter <laughs> at the best of times, especially when your timeline. And, and I'm not going to be diplomatic about this, but when your timeline's filled with wrestling fans, going on the Rogueopinion's Twitter is fucking depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people crying the whole time. So every time I go on there. Especially Tuesday mornings. Tuesday mornings after Raw, when I go on the Rogue Opinions Twitter account, this is the fucking worst place in the world. You guys are a cesspool. <laughs> so maybe that's something I want to do. I'll dedicate some time to blocking those people. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just, maybe just, I know like, it's, it's very difficult to try and assign somebody to do this, like, the, the Twitter and everything, because like you said, it's not somebody, anybody's like full time job to do this. I I thought we needed a, a female on the podcast. No, like, oh, look. Look, look, we've got this, not to, to have like a token like female, but I think if, if somebody new on the show with their own opinions and everything 
and like even like there are times where something is said on a podcast or something happens in the future where I think we, there's been too many men here for far too long. Yeah, there, we, there we, is, and we need a woman here to straighten this thing. Fuck it, we, we are a shambles. You're completely right to clarify. It's not about just getting a token female on on the shows. It's not what we're talking about. We're talking about just getting a mix of voices. Obviously, we got some people from all walks of life, like. Um, on the shows before, like Rahul used to do loads of shows. So obviously, coming, he, he lives all the way in India. You got, I, I know Ben is obviously British, but he lives over in Taiwan in a very, very different culture. You got Jimmy over in America being loud. And when, when, when me, Rian, and Jimmy are your most diverse people because we have yeah. a different country, that's when you've got an issue here. That is an issue. So it's something that we obviously want to want to fix, and not just fix for fixing sake. It would just it would vastly improve the content to get people from different backgrounds and to get kind of a female voice on the shows um, as well. It would just improve things. So um, that's it. Maybe I need to get on social media and try and find try and find someone and see see who's about um, who's got the time. But it's obviously it's, it's going to be a difficult thing for someone to do to just walk into like a group chat just filled with men, especially when loads of them are fucking wrestling fans. <laughs> I mean, especially when you've got some people like Liam and Reese and that <laughs> yeah. sort of things they talk about. Uh, but yeah, like, I definitely agree. We need somebody, but also you want somebody who can go and can mix well with the with everybody else in the in the group and everything. So that's something I'd like to see happen as well. Uh, and with all the people like trying to get stuff more and more regularly, yeah, it's about finding time, but also finding stuff that you you'd be you'd be happy recording because. I'm having Rian on the next time we do a, a randomly generated preview because I'm trying to think, like, I like him, but I don't know what kind of stuff we can do. Because, like, I like, enjoy doing, like, being on his live stream, doing, like, the reviews and that. But I think we do need to bring back shows like Keith, who I know you've talked about doing and Master Debaters as well, because in that you can have a similar format almost to Keith, Court, but not have it be wrestling related. Yeah, definitely. Like, Keith, Court is is fun. And I, we don't really do like the wrestling reviews, but doing the fun things like the create a pay-per-view or, um, or kayfabe court, that's just, that's fun to do. So it's not just a case of just hating on, on wrestling and not wanting to do it. It's just a fun way of doing it. That's not just kind of talking about this match and that match and Mm -hmm. kind of the, to to me, in my opinion, kind of the boring stuff. Like Mm -hmm. it's just kind of having fun with, with the weird characters that wrestling gives you. And f- for someone, I mean, likes doing kind of more creative things. You can see with like that in sport and everything, just getting kind of a canvas and all these weird characters and kind of putting them in different scenarios. That's the fun side. So obviously wrestling gives you a lot of weird stories that need answers, which is what Kayfabe Court's for. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because like, like me and Paul, we've kind of just ages ago, we moved away from talking main WWE, like main roster WWE, like at all. I, unless was something we really want to talk about, but mostly we we talk about Impact over there, or we do we have two separate series talking about old like wrestling, mainly centered around the fact that Paul's got this massive like VHS collection of old like WWF stuff. So sometimes we just choose one at random and talk about it, which is like, something different to do. And I get what you're saying about trying new things, but that's something I didn't really think to ask about. But I think you being talk about, I I really enjoy being part of, of that sport. Was that just like? This is a case of like you like want to try a new idea and thinking like well it's locked down you know and you've already 
like got people you can ask about it. It was just the idea of like, well, nothing else to do in lockdown. Let's try this new idea. Yeah, it came up in lockdown because obviously everyone has time and everyone has less time now that things have got back to work, which is why kind of putting the episodes together has been a lot slower uh, than obviously I anticipated, especially when you've got people from all over the globe. Um, you add on top of that people having actual jobs or <laughs> to do or, and then living in different time zones and having kids and everything. It's been tough to kind of get this next episode done, but hopefully I'm closing in on getting it done. But thanks for is wasn't a new idea that's what was a really old idea uh that i actually made a it wasn't done in a podcast form it was done like a film for for when i was doing my media studies gcse right. uh so that was kind of it wasn't called that in sport then but it was the essentially the same idea which was a, just a hyper over the top american style kind of sports news show uh, which is always something that that makes me laugh, those sorts of kind of piss-takey things. Um, but, yeah, in lockdown, with everyone kind of sitting on their thumbs, I decided that it's time to give this a go because it came from uh, – the other thing that kind of pushed it is, is that there's a, a very similar show called Night Drive, which is a podcast done by a very talented guy called Michael Truly, who you might remember uh, from an episode of my old series uh, – I can't even remember the name of it, so old, but he appeared on one podcast in Rogue oh, Opinions. Yes. That's it, that's it. Yeah, he, he appeared on an episode of that. And he does a show called Night Drive, which is a late night uh, radio show in a small town in Florida. Because it's not real, <laughs> it's not a, um, kind of a fictional one. So I decided, you know, I've had this idea for a really long time. I'm going to give this a go. And yeah, I've got to see you guys, you involved, uh, girlfriend Jasmine's involved, uh, Sam, who has never been on the Rogue Opinions podcast, we should probably change that, but she uh, lends her actual professional voice acting skills to it, <laughs> which is crazy to think she wastes her time doing that, but we have fun doing that. And Jimmy as well, hopefully um, some other people are coming up as well on the show, but yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun to do, and as you say, in lockdown, it just gave you something to do, because it is quite a lot of work to piece together uh, with all the different kind of recording sessions that we have to do uh, which is why it's a bit slower these days now that everyone's back to back together but hopefully i'll be able to find a time to get some more episodes done they just might be few and far between mm-hmm. i i really enjoy being part of it and i remember like you sent me the audio of, of sam's first bit is, is charlotte and i like you talk about how much better to basically is it than all of us, and you were right. And then we had to do a bit where you had the the Aiden kind of tell all episode, and I remember being very nervous about that. Basically, when I realised we were we we're going to be on camera for it, and uh, we record it or via camera, which you don't usually do. But I was very intimidated getting to, to do this with her. I think I don't want to have to. I don't want to fuck up. I don't have to do that many mistakes because I'm, I'm dealing with a professional here. Yeah, this is Sam who plays Charlotte thereabouts in that in sport, who we will have on a podcast soon. It's just occurred to me that she's never done anything for us, but uh, I'll, I'll reach out to her and try and get that organised. Uh, but <laughs> one of her jobs, she does another job, but then one of her jobs on the side is doing like English translations of Taiwanese adverts. So, <laughs> so she actually does some like voiceover work professionally. Uh, but yeah, she's excellent. Jimmy's obviously excellent. You're excellent as well. And uh, have you? Uh, and there's a there's a few new ideas coming. I won't spoil anything in case anyone listening to this does listen to that in sport. But there's a few new things coming to the new episode when it eventually gets released, which will probably it's looking like it'll probably be another week or two. 
Yeah. I, I'm glad her orbit kind of came out as well as it did, given the fact that she said she couldn't understand a word I was saying. Or <laughs> yeah, she can't. She can't understand a word you're saying, which is it's really funny. So <laughs> she said it again. I was recording with her for the upcoming episode the other day, and she still said that she couldn't understand a word you were saying. <laughs> Which is weird, like she's an American living in Taiwan, so she must be surrounded by obviously the Taiwanese accent, but she's probably just got used to it. <laughs> uh, I, I do definitely enjoy being a part of it and I hope to see that uh, continue, but before we wrap up, uh, Nathan, i got one more question for you. Okay. Why do you hate me? Why do I hate you? Scott, you, this is, you're going to edit this bit out, right? Yeah, sure, sure. Sure, sure, cool, cool. Really, it's just a work for a podcast, man. You're, you're, you're a very nice man, and I thank you for joining Rogue Opinions. And you, I consider you a friend. Oh. Right, edit you. that bit out and just include this bit, because you're a prick. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, I think, you're, I think you're secretly a Tory, so... Secretly a Tory, Jesus. You, you have that voice of somebody who I knew. I said to him, oh, no. it's a voice of somebody who wears a blazer, and then we're fucking right. People are fucking blazer to school. I didn't know. Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't wear a blazer to school because um, for like fashion choices, it had to wear a blazer. You're yeah. allowed to not wear it in the summer, but in the winter, you had to be blazer on at my school. Ask Ben. And does Ben sound like a Tory? No, he sounds like a homeless guy. Ah, <laughs> uh, actually, now you're picking on the homeless as well. Fucking well, you. I am picking on the homeless. Why, why don't you try to be unemployed in the single mothers while you're at it? Well, we never talk about politics, but I'm not a Tory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. See, Nathan, like, purposely do- tries to not show. Very, Nathan purposely tries to show very little of his face and his social media profile photos. And as somebody who's seen his face on camera via Skype. It's because he doesn't want people to know how much he actually looks like Matt Hancock. He's a thing. I mean, he could easily be his son. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, my face is all over social media. Look, on my Twitter, I've got that fake hair that makes my face not look like Matt Hancock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding a dog. What Tory, what Tory could possibly hold a dog without that dog biting him in the face? <laughs> Look... That is all the time we have for the first episode of No Dogs Barred. Uh, I hope to have at some point every member of Rogue Opinions on at some point. We'll get to know more about them there, how they got involved in Rogue Opinions, their, what they feel, like their thoughts, their feelings, their hopes, their dreams, all sorts of things that will help you better understand some of your your 50th favourite podcasters uh, a little bit better. But for now, you can follow the podcast uh, at Rogue underscore Opinions, but don't follow us if you're a wrestling fan who's just going to bitch on a Tuesday after Raw. If you ha- if you want to follow us at Rogue underscore Opinions and you have an opinion on Raw, don't tweet it on a Tuesday. Keep it to your fucking self. Yeah, just, to don't, your- just don't tweet it. There's, there's, there's too much wrestling content on Twitter anyway, considering only about 600,000 people watch wrestling. Like, why are you all so loud? <laughs> 27 million people watched England in the football yesterday. You don't have 27 million whiny bitches on Twitter. Well, you do. It's just, um, I mean, they're not all football fans. <laughs> they're all nice people. 
Uh, uh, but Nathan, talk about the content we've got going on at uh, Rogue Opinions, tell us the stuff you've got going on and remind us where they can see your face and the profile on social media. <laughs> yeah, you can find me at Nathan Greenaway. In terms of Rogue Opinions, the, uh, you've got the Naked Men podcast uh, going weekly, solidly weekly for the last month. We've not missed a week for a while, um, but I'm sure we will soon. Uh, but that's coming out. That'll be out on Friday. Uh, obviously, the Rogue Retro Smackdown review will be out this this Sunday. There'll be another episode of Rogue Chronicles coming next week. Um, I don't know if there'll be more raccoons on tour. Got to be honest with you, it's all been gone quiet on the raccoon front. <laughs> Not heard a peep out of either of them. So, but as I mentioned earlier, and I will mention it again, head over to our website, which you'll be able to find on our Twitter. And uh, and read all Anthony's been doing some wonderful articles over there. So go give that a listen. And uh, yeah, and that ain't sport, which we just had a nice nice chat about. You can find it at that ain't sport on Twitter. Very good. And you can find me on Twitter at scotland He said the Rogers interview continues on rolling. Uh, we uh, we were kind of quite ahead of a lot of people who started Smackdown pods, and now we've fallen quite behind thanks to a certain American. But now me and Sam have taken this, we've, take, we've, we've taken this baby and we've continued on moving. And Sam will also be joining me and Carl, hopefully, on the next episode of The Mandalorian Pod. We'll recover the finale of Season 2 of The Mandalorian. And as an episode, you're going to want to tune into for multiple reasons, not just for the episode review. Uh, there's going to be a bit of a bit of an announcement on the episode. But yeah, Carl, who also does Rogue Chronicles, which I'll be on in the next uh, couple of episodes. Uh, so, because it's bi-weekly, I mean, it'll be for another month or so, maybe until I'm on next, until I'm, I make my appearance. But me and Carl, you know, I hope to have Carl on this show, so maybe he'll be the next guest. So, you know, it depends on who wants to come on next. Liam's got a new quiz show. I've, I couldn't explain to you if I tried. All sorts of good content on here. I'm on it over at Rogue Opinions. I'm over at Eat Sleep Suplex Retreat at Suplex Retreat. Uh, at some point later in July, I'll be hosting the latest edition of their YouTube uh, quiz series, Quiz Showdown, and a quiz I put together all about the pandemic era of wrestling called Quiz Showdown 12 Beyond Thunderdome. And talking with people who have missed episodes, me and Paul have not done an episode in a while. It's been quite difficult for us to arrange because I really want to have us record in person, but we found a way we can record in person. Uh, this weekend, where we record some stuff and uh, you know get the rambling back together because I've missed talking to him. But Nathan, you know, since uh, we haven't had Jimmy on a while, other than that, other than the odd podcast, we haven't really talked done a lot of podcasts together. We don't. It's actually hard for us to find stuff to talk about just the two of us. But I've really enjoyed having you on as the first guest. You know, it's kind of the almost the boss man, almost even though technically not nobody's any boss because people are. We, there's a freedom here at Rogue Bands which I do enjoy, but. As one of the main people that helps found Rogue Opinions, I was glad to have you as my first guest. Yeah, and I think there's a little bit of a misconception there that it was it was me. It was it was my it was very very much myself and Carl who will be mm-hmm. coming up on another episode. And Carl probably doesn't get the credit he deserves uh, for for kind of helping Rogue Opinions become a thing. Uh, so not that either of us would really care about that. Uh, but it was very much a, a joint thing, and we are, we're, we're, if I can speak for Carl and say we're very, very grateful that you, Jimmy, and uh, the rest of the guys have obviously all come on board with us to 
to kind of help flex that creative muscle that clearly we all have and we all want to kind of channel towards podcasting uh, and this has been it's been a lot of fun oh, thank, thank you for being here uh, Carl will definitely be severed in praise and it's credit when I have him here I, the other half of Team Godfather when he hopefully appears on the next episode we'll have all people hopefully we can finally pin Jimmy down not like that not like how Nathan does to some people we might uh, have to <laughs> to find out, do the fucking podcast. Yes, Who'd do you the get? fucking podcast. Hey, well, you do one with KJ. For as like, popular as fucking KJ. Put him down, like, do the podcast. And he's like, how the fuck did you get to New Jersey? Never mind that. Yeah. It's called I a slam. plane, you nerd. I slam all the way here just to get you to do this fucking podcast. <laughs> but hopefully, if I'm on all the guys at, at Rogue Opinions at some point or another, uh, I don't. I wouldn't get this on being a weekly. This is going to depend on the availability of various members of Rogue Opinions, but hopefully bi-weekly at the very least we can make this uh, thing. But thank you for listening to the debut episode of No Rogues Bard. Uh, for my guest, then we thank you, and we'll see you all next time. So traditional.